listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. What in the world is this? A podcast on Wednesday. Yes. Today's the first day that we're starting the Worship Wednesday episode. It's going to launch every week, by the way. So now our new schedule, as you know, podcast, the main episode coming out on Monday now and Worship Wednesday coming out midweek. Every single Wednesday, what we're going to do, we're bringing you content from previous Worship Summit sessions as well as interviews that I'm going to do with other people and then also some teaching that I'm going to do and that others may do on the subject of praise and worship. So I am so excited. Today is the first one and we're we're bringing you uh, this session that took place at Worship Summit 2018 and the awesome Miss Jenya Jackson is going to be teaching this session. She entitled it Service with a Smile. One of the things that uh, I I really wanted her to touch on in this uh, worship summit that just happened this year in January, she, without a doubt, has probably the best stage presence of any worship leader I've ever come in contact with, and I've come in contact with a ton. And I said, Jenya, you've got to do something while we're doing this worship summit on uh, how you can keep that, that not only keep joy for yourself while you're worshiping the Lord, but allowing that presence that you carry onto the stage to translate to those that are in the seats, the pews, whatever, in church that you're leading into worship. And I said, would you please take a session and deal with the power of stage presence? And one of the things I love about Miss Jenya is, and she's the praise and worship leader at our home church of Abundant Life uh, in in Margate, Florida. But she, uh, the thing that I love about her so much is that no matter what type of service it is, you know, if it's our Sunday morning worship service, where we'll have anywhere between eleven hundred, you know, fourteen hundred in the church, or if it's a Saturday night service, which may be smaller, a Wednesday night core service where you have the core members of the church present, and uh, it doesn't matter how many people are in the seats when she begins to worship you always get the same power, authority, anointing in the worship service. And when she begins to minister or speak and exhort during those times of worship, you always feel like she's speaking directly to you. That's a gift and it it can be developed. And I said, Miss Jenya, you've got to do something and teach on that subject. So today, this was that session that she gave us at Worship Summit 2018, extremely valuable, and I want you to enjoy it. I'll be back at the end to talk to you a little bit more and pray for you before we go, but enjoy it. Miss Jenya Jackson, this is her message, Service with a Smile. Don't you love the presence of the Lord? He's so good. So good. Oh boy, I got to tell you, I'm thoroughly enjoying our time, right? Isn't God good? Oh, you're going to have so much to bring to your church when you leave here, so much. You're going to go back looking different, sounding different, 
speaking different. I'm excited about you. And you know what I would love? For you to tell the testimonies um, to Brother Ted or hit me up on Facebook and let us know how this has shifted your life and how it's shifted your worship. Um, it's wonderful to hear back from uh, folks that are receiving. So it's encouraging. So if you could, and you remember, shoot us a note or two to let us know how things are going. Um, okay, so a few, a few years ago, I was flipping through the channels just at home, and I happened across the Christian television station, which I very rarely watch, but there was something that caught my attention, something that could be rare. You know what it was? A smile. No lie. No lie. I found myself, because you know, you, you know how you just stop on channels and something captures your attention and then you move along. And, but I didn't move along. There was something that captured my attention. This dude was singing and he was singing about the greatness of our God and you can tell he was happy about what he was singing about. You could see it. It was all over his face. All over his face. And I learned a, a pretty valuable lesson because I noticed because I wasn't changing the channel again. Um, I'm one of those people that can just keep on going. <laughs> Commercial happens and I'm like hitting the, hitting the button again. My husband, you know, he, he had to get used to that over the 13 years of marriage. So, um, but I just keep it moving. And I didn't touch the remote control when this cat was singing. And it really, he blessed me. And what caught me was the smile. So I, I, I grabbed a hold of that and, and I learned a lesson. A smile can draw people into the presence of the Lord Most High. A simple smile. We have a smile for a reason. Amen? You look good when you put a smile on. And it draws people in. And it's not drawing them into you. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's drawing people into the very presence of the Lord Most High. So um, with that lesson that I learned, I, I, I also recognize work, as much as we may not like to say it or it's, it's not a, a, a common thing to say, we're kind of salespeople as worshipers. Because if we're excited about, so, okay, you ever gone to a place that, uh, say the, the, the front person, the, uh, the one that's welcoming you in, if it's a restaurant or something like that, if they don't look excited about their restaurant, I don't want to be there. Quickly, I can leave. Quickly. Or if, they, if I'm not received in a great way, I, I probably won't ever come back. You understand what I'm saying? If, if the, the girl comes to or the guy comes to our table and wants to take our order and doesn't have a pleasant face, I might even be, I might even be inclined to ask you, hey, bro, you having a good day? You everything all right? You good? Because if something's wrong, I don't want to be here. <laughs> you know? So I, with, with that mind, um, with that kind of mindset, we, we understand that if we get excited, if there's excitement on this platform, you're drawing people into not your own excitement. Gee whiz. It's, it's the excitement that you have for who you're serving. The one that you're talking about, the one that you're singing about, the one who you know what it's like to be in his presence. So when you're sharing this wonderful piece of who you are, and I mean, everybody has different personalities. You know, if I would, I would do a backflip on the stage just because that's my personality. Everybody doesn't have that personality and nobody's asking you to get that personality. But when you bring out the very goodness of what God has placed inside of you, that thing right there sets you apart from everybody else. 
And your worship is at another level because now people can see you, you enjoying the presence of the Lord. You with me? Hallelujah. That's good stuff. So your smile, your excitement, it's contagious. So I'm going to call this session that we're having right now service with a smile. This is what we're going to talk about, service with a smile. And in order to have service with a smile, let me see you smile. Okay. Because sometimes, you know, when you stand here and talk to people and they don't smile at you, it doesn't feel too good. I'm going to call this one service with a smile. And these are three determinations that we must have for service with a smile. So number one, we must operate in joy. Did you catch that? Operate in joy. I didn't say just, I didn't say put a smile on your face. Did you notice that for, for service? I didn't just say you have, you have to smile. You have to put a smile on your face because it's more than just a smile on your face. Joy has nothing to do with just putting a smile on your face. Joy is something very, very different and it comes from the Latin word rejoice. And in Philippians, it talks about rejoicing in the Lord. Okay. Rejoicing in the Lord. To me, it looks like we have a prerequisite because the sentence doesn't just say rejoice, period, or rejoice, exclamation point. It says rejoice in the Lord, which means that we got to know something about the Lord in order to rejoice in him. You have to, you have to spend time with that one so that you can rejoice in that one. So when I think, okay, so something about me, another thing about me, I love the names of our God. They almost make me melt, but then they make me excited at the same time. When I talk about uh, Jehovah Jireh, my provider, I get excited because I know if I call on him by his name, then he comes and meets me with the very thing that I need. If I need healing, I'm going to call on Jehovah Rophe because he's a healer. And as soon as I call on him, he's going to come with exactly what I need. If I need peace, I'm going to call on Jehovah Shalom. I need peace, God. Or if I'm praying for someone that they get peace, I'm going to call on the only one that can bring peace. So when I worship, I worship from a place of knowing who God is. I, I, I love even just um, letting the, the, the names of God kind of roll over in my mind. And I'll try to remember every single one that I've learned. You with me? Just to make sure that I, I keep him at focus. He is my focus. Every time I worship the Lord, I want to make sure that people know the one I'm talking about. The one that I'm serving. And so I'll get really excited. And I think we all could get excited when we think about the goodness of our God. I think we can get other people excited when we talk about what we know of our Heavenly Father. And I, that keeps you with joy on the inside. And so you're saying, somebody might say, maybe it's you. Um, you know, I know the Lord, but I don't always feel joyful. And you know what? I'm glad you just said that. Because joy has absolutely nothing to do with the circumstances around you has nothing to do with how you feel. It's absolutely independent of the outward circumstance. Joy. Happiness, not so much. You, you see what I'm saying? 
joy though. Let me show you. If you stay in the word of God, if you're rooted, planted, your feet are unwavering in the word of God, you can't lose your joy. Watch this. In Psalm 119, verse 1 through 3, watch me now. Joyful are the people of integrity who follow the instructions of the Lord. Where do we get the instructions of the Lord from? From his word. So if I stay in his instructions or if I stay in his word, then I'll be one of those joyful people of integrity. Let's keep on going. Joyful are those who obey his laws. Where do we get his laws from? From his word. So if I'm, if I know his laws and I obey his laws, then I'll stay joyful. Okay, we keep going. Search for him with all of their hearts. Where can you search for him? In his word. In his word. You want to know more and more about the Lord? Search for him in his word. That thing is truth. It's alive. It says they do not compromise with evil and they walk only in his path. How do you find out what the path is? In his word. So that little passage right there allows us to stay in a place of joy and no matter what the enemy brings, you remind him of what the Lord says about you. Even if something's crazy, something crazy is going on. Because we live in this world and there's crazy stuff going on in our world all the time. But that stuff has no authority over my joy. That stuff has no authority over how I take my next step or how I minister from right here or how I walk in the grocery store and minister there. Are you with me? Everywhere we go, we have an opportunity to share that which God has placed inside of us. So our worship doesn't stop when we put our microphone down. Our worship doesn't stop when we get in the car and we're finished waving bye-bye to that last congregant. Our worship continues and we're able to touch people's lives because we live this thing out, yeah? Um, the Holy Spirit gives us joy. That's, that's a gift from the Holy Spirit. Y'all know that, right? Galatians 5, 22, 23. It's a fruit of the Spirit, which means the Spirit gives it to us. If it's a fruit or this, this gift of, of, from the Holy Spirit, that means every born-again, blood-washed believer has the spirit of joy in them. Because it just said that the, the Holy Spirit gave us the fruits of the Spirit, the fruits. And we have joy in that fruit list. Yes? So if we are blood-washed believers born again, given our lives to the King of Kings and to the Lord of Lords, we have the fruits of the Spirit. Every one of them, they're inside. That, that lady at church who is just as mean as anything, um, that person uh, down the road that gave their life to the Lord, but the only problem is some of us haven't activated the fruits of Spirit because they're inside, I hope, you're, I hope you soak that in. I used to say, um, patience. <laughs> that fruit right there, you know, it's, it's, it's coming along. But that's not necessarily true. It's inside. It just hasn't been activated. 
It's a, it's a choice whether or not I activate these things in my life and recognize what God has placed inside of me because when you recognize it, then you can walk in it. But if that thing stays in the dark, you know what happens to fruit that stays in the dark? It rots. It rots. And the only reason it rots is because it never did what it was designed to do. And it was for nourishment. You know know what I'm saying? Your fruit is for nourishment. So is your fruit nourishing anybody these days? Is it, it, or is it eating itself, just staying inside and not being given? Joy is the fruit of the spirit that needs to be activated. Don't let it rot. This is something that we get to walk in. We get to run in it. We get to worship in joy. I wrote this down. Joy is the vehicle that worship rides in. So if we're joyful and we're bringing this to someone, they're going to want to jump in the car and they're going to want to go with us wherever we have to take them. If there's no joy, nobody's going to want to get in the car. Amen? If you're joyful and you're really, I mean joyful, not happy, you with me? Joyful, you can see it on your face. So you sometimes have to tell your face, remind yourself of who you are. You know, pretty much Anytime that I'm ever leading worship, I'll always encourage the people, open up your mouth. Declare who God is. Open up your mouth and even declare who you are. Because Satan's so stupid. And if he, can, if he can cloud our vision or cloud our ears and we can't remember who we are, we'll never walk out our life of purpose and destiny. We'll never attain the things that God has called us to attain. So you have to remind yourself, even when things are going on in your life that are not aligned with the things of God, you declare to that situation and you remind yourself of who you are and you tell your face, I am full of joy. I do walk in the spirit of joy. Yes? Proverbs fifteen thirteen: a happy heart makes a face cheerful. A happy heart makes a face cheerful, but heartache crushes the spirit. And you can see that on people's faces too. You can see that on people's faces. As worshipers, we can't afford to uh, have heartache crushing our spirit and allowing it to be seen on our faces. Just like that, we lost our opportunity to take somebody into the holy of holies. We lost our opportunity. We may never get that opportunity back. I will, I'll fight for the people that come in this room. Sometimes they don't know how to fight them for themselves, but I'll fight for them. They're worth it. And God's got something for them. So far be it from me to have any kind of uh, hindrance that will um, cause the enemy to have any kind of play in their life. You know what I'm saying? And then when we all get together in unity and we're able to do it together with one mind in joy, we can go a whole lot farther with a whole bunch of drivers. We don't ever have to rest up. We don't ever have to, to take a, a, a sleepy time. You know what I'm saying? Are you with me? Do you, did you just get that in your mind? We just change drivers and just keep on moving and change. We don't ever have to stop. Um, our next determination to have service with a smile. You must guard your atmosphere. 
You must guard your atmosphere. The devil's so good at throwing little things, sometimes big things, but little things, nonsense, to jack up our focus or to, or to just get a little raggedy foot in the door and then your, your joy is stolen. Or that atmosphere that you, you really worked hard. You were just spending time in the presence of the Lord. You were just having your moment with him. You were just reading the word. You were just praying. And just like that, something silly can come on your text stream. Just like that. A phone call. Uh, uh, an argument with someone. As you're on your way to church. Of course. Of course. You, you have a, a spat with your spouse or you're struggling with the kids or you, you, you just remember you forgot to turn in your assignment for school or something crazy like that. And of all times to remember, right before you step foot on the, on the platform to worship. But we must guard our atmosphere because Satan doesn't care whether or not you get to church and sing. He cares whether or not you're effective in worship. So if you know, and you're in very, very intentional about your atmosphere, it's just like you would, you know, if, if there was a, some random person that just came on your lawn, you're going to be like, hey, 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 what's, you know, or, or get that piece that somebody bought you for Christmas. <laughs> you're going to make sure that nobody comes on your property. This is your property. And you're going to make sure that nobody violates your property. So in the same way, we guard our hearts, we guard our minds, and we keep that, um, that place set apart for God to do what he's going to do through us. Um, a few years back, I had a, a, normally I'm a pretty joyful person. I walk in the oil of joy. I am glad about it. I am grateful. That is, that is a, a wonderful gift that I know is activated in my life. Um, but a few years back, Man, the devil really did a number on my joy. It was bad. It's, it was bad enough for, for people to notice. And uh, I was pretty good at just kind of pushing it in the back. Like, I'm, I'm cool. I'm good. But this, this time, man, somebody did something not so nice to me. Um, probably fight worthy. But I'm saved and sanctified. I didn't lay hands on anybody. You'll be glad about it. Um, but I, I was real. I mean, it stole my joy. I was so angry, and you could see it. And I was kind of like, I felt like I was kind of festering. I was just sitting in this place. Thank God for wonderful, wonderful uh, people of of God, brothers and sisters, that kind of call you out. I got called to the carpet, and it was good too. I was, I was in my little prayer spot at the East Side Church because I knew I was dealing with it. I just didn't know how to get rid of it. Oh my gosh, it was terrible. But I'm sitting here and I'm praying um, in this spot. And there was a, a pastor that rolled by. He was just dropping his kids off at school. And he stopped. I did not have my face to him. I was looking at the lake and he was driving by. And he calls me Jen Jen. He said, Jen Jen, what's going on? I said, I'm cool. Look, look, I'm cool. <laughs> I got a nice smile on my face. What's going on with you? Everything good? And he was like, what's, what's wrong with you? I was like, Nothing. He said, come on, man, what's going on with you? And I had to take a moment and I had to be real. Mm. When you're dealing with something that steals your joy, you have to be real 
if you cover it up more and you cover it up some more, it gets more and more nasty and you'll never be able to minister from a place of truth because all you're doing is covering something up. You're faking. So when he called me to the carpet, I told him everything. I was like, this is this. This is what they said. I wouldn't, uh, this is what I said. I would never do something like that to anybody. And he called me to the carpet. He goes, you're operating from a spirit of fear. I mean, um, a spirit of uh, pride. He goes, did you hear what you just said? You would never do something like that. Like as if you're the, the, the most perfect uh, specimen <laughs> there. Like you would never do anything wrong. And I was like, dang, you're right. <laughs> you're right. And I had to take a step back there for a moment And I had to ask the Lord for forgiveness. And then I had to pray for the people that did me wrong. (laughs) I didn't want to. It made me so mad. I didn't want to. But the moment that I started to lift them up in prayer, it made me forget about all of the nonsense that they did. I love what you said yesterday. You have to forget the things that people have done wrong so that the Lord will remember me. And in that moment, he remembered me. And he remembered me. He put me back together again because there was some broken things happening on the inside. Some broken things. But I had to be real for a moment and I had to give God my heart again. I had been saved for many years, but I just had to give that peace. You understand what I'm saying? That part back to the Lord again. And when I did, I think... My joy, not I think, my joy was restored because I was able to walk the hallway a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? I was able to um, do what I know that I was called to do with no obstruction because I received my joy back. I got my joy back. And what I noticed that the reason why it happened, because I did not guard my atmosphere. The Bible says to put on the whole armor of God. It never said to take it off in times of peace. And it was just a great time of life. Real talk. Everything was going great. Ministry was awesome. People in ministry were awesome. Everything was great. And then we got blindsided by nonsense. And I was on chill mode. And that's where I went wrong. We're never supposed to be on chill mode. You got to stay ready for the battle. Didn't say fight. Just be ready for a battle. And so I had to learn to guard my atmosphere. And this is how... I mind what comes out of me. I mind what comes out of me. What am I talking about? I hope I'm not talking about somebody. Because the moment that this gets corrupt, my mouth, what's coming out of my mouth, it's showing what's inside of my heart. You with me? And then that leads us to the point, what's going in? What's coming inside? What am I thinking about? What am I dwelling on? See, because when people hurt you or you have some type of an offense, it's easy to kind of just dwell in that and think about that thing. Man, I can't believe they said that. I can't believe that this is going on right now. This is unreal. And you stay in that little spot right there. That's the only thing that's going on in your mind. But what I had to do is I had to, I couldn't even pray in English anymore because I was so upset. (laughs) I just prayed in the spirit. I was walking up and down the halls of abundant life, just praying in spirit. Somebody asked me, now look how the devil is slick. Somebody asked me, hey, Jen, how you doing? (laughs) How you doing? I was like, hey, I'm good. 
just staying. I was so real. I'm just staying in the presence of the Lord. And I just kept on walking. I was this close to talking about it again. You see? Somebody that comes in the name of niceness, in the name of love, just trying to figure out, are you okay? But it wasn't that kind of, are you okay? It was like, girl, tell me what's going on. Just like that, we can get sucked in and we can start talking about some mess. When it was over, it's over. You left it, Jenya, by the lake. It's done. We prayed this out. You asked the Lord for forgiveness. It's done. So keep it there. Amen? So we're going to watch what we're talking about. We're going to pray in the spirit. We're going to pray in the spirit. We're going to stay in the spirit. And when we're listening to things, we have to be careful of songs and movies and, and things that just do, do nothing to edify your heart and edify your soul, your spirit. Watch this. You're going to talk to people with the word of God on their tongue. That's what we're going to talk about. That's what we're going to think about. We're going to find a, an amazing scripture uh, passage to, to, to dwell on and to eat and to talk about. Because when you put in the good stuff, only good stuff is going to come out. You with me? Um, we have to keep the atmosphere right. So not only do we have to get the atmosphere right, we have to keep it right. How do we keep it right? Stop the nonsense before it starts. Stop the nonsense before it starts. God has given you discernment. He's given you wisdom. And the moment that somebody comes to talk to you about some mess, you shut them down. You don't have to be nasty. You don't have to be mean. But you shut them down because you're guarding, just like you would your, your house, you're guarding your atmosphere. You're guarding your heart. You're guarding your mind. You're guarding your spirit. You wouldn't allow an intruder to just start stepping on your, on your grass and walking in like they own the place, so don't allow the enemy to do the same thing. Your joy is your joy. Your atmosphere is your atmosphere. You are not the thermometer. You're the thermostat. You dictate the temperature that you live in. Amen? So stop the nonsense. A lot of times in church when you're just walking around, like I talked about, greeting people, loving on people, sometimes people want to talk about dumb stuff. That's real, right? Just, just pause them. Nobody says that you have to sit there and listen and talk about a whole bunch of nonsense. Walk in your authority, walk in your boldness, and shut it down. The Holy Spirit will show you how, or he'll send people your way that you need to go talk to. But don't you sit there and allow that stuff to penetrate your spirit. It's not designed for that. So you're going to make sure that you shut them down. And if there is something that's just a pertinent issue, if there's something important that people need to talk about, make an appointment. Go meet them at a Starbucks. Go meet them at the office. Go t meet them at the park and talk about some things with the mind of the Lord. Not to talk about the thing. You with me? but to bring about some clarity, to show people Jesus throughout the problem. That's what you're there for. We're not going to sit there and just chill in the nonsense. So we have to have the know-how, the chutzpah, <laughs> to be bold and, and shut it down because it has no business inside of you. Amen? 
um, avoiding distractions. How else can you keep the atmosphere, right? You're just going to avoid it completely. Sometimes we can't and we just have to talk to people. But there's certain times that you don't need to be involved in, in certain conversations. So, I mean, take another route to the water cooler at work. You understand what I'm saying? You know you have to pass by such and such's office. Let's pick a different way. You're in the gym and you see somebody that you know you shouldn't have any dealings with. Go to another machine or work another set of muscles because it's not even worth it. You with me? Your, uh, your atmosphere is so valuable. It's so valuable because there's so much greatness on the inside of you. It's necessary to protect it. It's necessary to guard it. Sometimes we have to take, to cut our phone off, just turn it off so that you can have time to meditate on the good things that the Lord is doing. Yes. Okay. So we're going to guard our atmosphere and be ready for service with a smile. Number three, we're going to be prepared. Now you probably heard this word several times throughout this uh, summit, but I'm not talking about just knowing your songs. We practice, yes, of course. We're prepared, yes, of course. But I'm talking about knowing the lyrics of your songs and what they mean. Not just the words, not just reciting the words, but knowing what they mean. How can you do that? Research them. Just go line by line, even. Try to figure out what, these, what this concept means or these, this phrase means. Talk about the lyrics with your leader, Or if you are the leader, just have a little discussion time about a new song. We used to do that in youth a lot. Um, We'll just pick apart the the new songs and and figure out what's 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 the 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 deep meaning of this song. What was what were what was the writer talking about here? You know what I mean? Um, Find scriptures about the song. Our songs should be from the Word of God. So when you find them in scripture and you're reading over them, you're just nourishing the seed that's inside of you that's ready, getting ready to pour out. This thing is great. So you spend time researching the lyrics, talking about them with your leadership and finding it in the word so that you can minister from a place of truth. Not just because somebody told you it was a good song. Oh, this song is so powerful. We got to do it. Okay. But why is it powerful? Where did it come from? What part of it, what part of, of, of our, um, the spirit are we, are we in? What are we talking about? What are we directed towards? Let this, the meaning, let, let, let it take root so that you can stand on a firm foundation as you minister. Nothing wavering you. The wind blows and you're still rooted in the truth of that song, of what the Lord is saying. No matter if that person in the back is looking at you like, What is this song? Because it doesn't matter what they think. Because you know the truth of it is not even speaking to their mind. You're speaking to their spirit. Where their face looks like, uh, or their mind is like, what song is this? And you don't even care because you're like, you get this song. I don't care what you look like. You're going to get it today. You will receive the strength of this song today. And it's funny, when you stay focused, that very person you can watch come down here for the altar call by the end of service. You understand what I'm saying? It's, it's the flesh that's fighting the spirit in that moment. And if you just persevere, if you just stay focused and you're not wavering because you know what you're singing about, you know who you're singing about, 
you can have the most powerful time of worship every single Sunday. Amen? Um, Ask the Lord for revelation. Lord, I'm not so sure about this song. I'm not too sure what this means. The Lord will show you. He'll open up your eyes if you spend time in it. That revelation leads you to a passion, a passion unlike anything else about what you're singing and who you're singing to. When you know what you're singing about, there's a divine passion that is ignited on the inside of you and you can release something that you've never released before because you're doing it in spirit and in truth. Um, In order to be prepared, be prepared by the spirit before you even get to the platform. Your worship set should not be the thing that gets you fired up. When you hit the, the, the platform for uh, sound check, that shouldn't be your time where like, all right, let me, let me cram some Jesus in. Let me cram some Holy Ghost in so I can get ready for the test. No way. You're spending time beforehand just taking the moment to just stir up the spirit of God within you. You should be on full, gas tank full, ready to pour, ready to go. But where are you ready to go? To the place that you've already been. This time you're not going to be alone. You're going to be taking everybody with you. Amen. We have such a grand privilege of standing on this platform every single Sunday. This privilege is, it's an honor. And so when we when we take care of it, it's like we have to take care of the place that God has called us and be prepared to have service with a smile. Amen. Amen. Man, let me tell you something. I wish that you could come and spend a service or some time at Abundant Life Church just to be able to experience the ministry of Miss Jenya Jackson's powerful. Actually, the upcoming worship summit that we have for 2019, May the 7th through the 10th, we're going to be taking Wednesday night of the session. Um, and of course, Friday night's our concert and live album recording. But Wednesday night, we're going to do a takeover, a worship night at the church. I would love for you guys to be there. If you'd like to get more information on it, you can check it out at southeastworship.com, southeastworship.com. May the 7th through the 10th of 2019, 18 free sessions and two VIP sessions that you can be a part of. It's going to be amazing. I'm literally, I can't wait for it to happen. So I'm I'm extremely excited and looking forward to it. Uh, But I'm telling you, what a message to have the joy of the spirit, making sure that you exude joy as a worshiper. It makes all the difference in the world all the difference in the world. And I'm telling you, God has something powerful for you to do for him, but it's going to take the joy of the Holy Ghost. Let me pray for every one of you that are listening today. Before we go, Father, I pray for everyone that's listening to this podcast. Lord, use them in a mighty way to do what you've called them to do. But Lord, fill them today with a mighty outpouring of joy, the oil of joy and gladness, as your word calls it. Let it come upon us today in a new measure that we may have the strength and momentum to do what you've called us to do with power and be impactful. 
before Jesus comes back. Lord, use us mightily. That's our prayer. We thank you for it and we give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you're enjoying this podcast, share it with somebody. Let people know, especially worship leaders. If you're a worship leader, you know other worship leaders, band members, choir members, frontline singers, sound men, tech teams. Let them know that every Wednesday, there's something fresh for those that are involved in the ministry of worship. I love you guys, and I'll talk to you again this coming Monday. Don't forget, goodness and mercy are following you for the rest of your life. Talk to you soon. To find out when Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. will be near you, please visit our website at www.miracleword.com. 